0: Your heart and your neighbor as yourself. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. "'Teacher,' he said, "'what must I do to inherit eternal life?' Jesus said to him, "'What is written in the law? What do you read there?' He answered, "'You shall love the Lord your God "'with all your heart and with all your soul "'and with all your strength and with all your mind "'and your neighbor as yourself.' And Jesus said to him, "'You have given the right answer,' Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Now, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And he said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. A transcript from a conversation I had earlier this week. Her, what are you up to? Me, working on my sermon for this weekend. You're preaching again? Yep. What's the text? The Good Samaritan. Ugh, I roll. I'm sorry, she said. She understood the angst a preacher feels when a very familiar parable is assigned as the gospel reading for the day. Even people who are not too familiar with the Bible have heard the phrase, the Good Samaritan, and likely know a bit about the reference. A Good Samaritan is someone who helps those in need, especially those who are strangers or unlikely to be helped by others. Interestingly, though, the word good is not in the biblical text. Jesus doesn't call him good. The guy in the ditch doesn't. Neither does the lawyer or the innkeeper. So how did it happen that now this parable is known as the Good Samaritan? It's a title that was given by the interpreters. Why? Because he did a good thing, yes, I'm sure that's part of it. But also... In labeling this man as the good Samaritan, it also implies that there are bad Samaritans, which was the assumption of the people who were listening, listening in on Jesus' parable. Samaritans to them were bad, not to be trusted, evil, opposite of them, outsider, suspicious. Now think about the ways that we do this sort of labeling today. I remember a rather painful experience from when I was a young adult. My mom used the word good as an adjective, but it was obvious it was an exception to whatever rule she had in her head about a group of people. I intended to invite my new boyfriend over for dinner, but when my mom learned that he was black, she was, let's say, surprised. I told her about him, how great he is with the mentally handicapped adults that we work with at the group home, and that is job that he works, the other job that he works at with kids. Oh, she said, so he's one of the good ones. Meaning, a good black man. I was shocked. In that instance, she quickly identified how she felt about all people of color, even if she wouldn't have said it so boldly that they are bad, the other, not-to-be-trusted, outsider, suspicious. She felt in her gut, groomed in a system of white supremacy from her parents and their parents and a whole system that she grew up in, that this group of people is bad. But occasionally, there will be one who stands out as good and as an exception to the rule. So let's bring back the shock value of this parable, shall we? Saying that the good Samaritan is the one who is neighbor to the one in the ditch is like saying the good immigrant or the good Muslim or the good you fill in the blank of which group is opposite from you, who you distrust, who you consider to be bad or suspicious. Though we are inclined to love the good Samaritan and want to be more like him, Jesus' choice to make him the hero of the story was nothing less than shocking to those first hearers. Samaritans were the other, the enemy. It's not one of their own who saves the day, but the hated Samaritan. Think about it this way. Who is the last person on earth that you would ever want to deem the good guy? The one you'd be most surprised or even offended if they touched you and supported you in your healing. Now, the great thing about parables is that there's never just one entry point, never just one way to see yourself in the story. On any given day, we could be the lawyer asking the question or the one who shows mercy or the one who passes by on the other side of the road. And sometimes... We are the one in the ditch who desperately needs the compassionate presence and help from the stranger, the enemy, or the one that we'd least expect. Theologian Debbie Thomas writes, Your neighbor is the one who scandalizes you with compassion. Your neighbor is the one who upends all the entrenched categories and shocks you with the fresh face of God. Your neighbor is the one who mercifully steps over the ancient, bloodied line separating us from them and teaches you the real meaning of good. Mother Teresa was once asked, what is the most difficult thing you've ever had to do? And she responded, see Jesus in the most disgusting disguises. And maybe that's exactly what Jesus was trying to do with this parable. Show that God comes in and through the most unexpected people. God's compassion and love is so extraordinary, so out of the box, so surprising, and even offensive to some, yet God comes to us in our brokenness and restores us to life. We've become so used to hearing the good news that it's lost in this scandal. But for those who are beaten up and left for dead because of racism or homophobia or oppression of any kind, who've been told in one way or another, you don't belong, you're not one of us, you're not worthy, God calls us to meet them in the ditch and shower them with love in action. God calls us to be a good neighbor to those who might see us as the enemy and bring a compassionate presence and restorative justice that leads to healing. And sometimes, probably oftentimes, we are called to be the ones who show mercy to those in need. And sometimes we are the one in the ditch in the ditch ourselves, paralyzed by anxiety about the future, heartbroken by all that's going on in the world right now, broken by abuse and unhealthy relationships or beaten up by disease or illness. God comes to us in our ditches of despair, stoops to our side and tends to our wounds, and washes us with the baptismal waters of grace. Here in this community, God feeds us with a meal, a meal that brings healing, and then God entrusts us into each other's care. Who is my neighbor? The lawyer asks. The answer is anyone, everyone, for all bear the fresh face of God, who is good.